The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. Here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. After a huge lull in free agency, we finally have some action as Josh Hader is signing with the Houston Astros. Welcome in to an emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball Today. Frank and Scott here on Friday, January 19th, to break down this Josh Hader move. But also, where do things stand with the other teams that were linked to Josh Hader in the past? The Rangers, Yankees, Cubs, Phillies. We'll talk a little bit about those bullpens as well. First and foremost, congrats to the Astros, their fans, Josh Hader. It's an awesome move for all parties involved, except for the fantasy baseball players. I think this move sucks for fantasy, and we'll get into it. (laughs) In just a second, Scott. Uh, Five-year, $95 million deal for Josh Hader, the second largest contract ever for a relief pitcher, just short of the $102 million that Edwin Diaz received from the Mets. Fun fact, this is actually uh, Josh Hader's second stint with the Astros. He was traded away from their team to the Brewers in the Carlos Gomez trade back in the day. How about that? Uh, Anyway... The Astros now have one of, if not the best bullpen in all of baseball, Scott. Brian Abreu, Ryan Presley, Josh Hader, 7th, 8th, ninth. Hader's ADP is 48 in early ADP as the third closer off the board behind Devin Williams and Edwin Diaz. I would assume this move doesn't change much for Josh Hader's value. What do you think? No, I mean, I think that's a clear top tier at relief pitcher. Those three closers just what they deliver strikeout wise uh, sets them apart, not to mention track record because it's volatile role, obviously. And these guys have held it down for a while now. Uh, I I do prefer Hader to Edwin Diaz, just given that Diaz is coming off a, an injury that cost him an entire season. But that was true even before Hader signed with the Astros and uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe now that he does have a team, we'll see it reflected in ADP. Ultimately, it doesn't matter that much. It's a top tier, those three, and I would be if if, if I am somebody who's going to invest heavily in closer, which I'm not, <laughs> I would be pretty much equally satisfied with any of those three. Yeah, it was a huge bounce back season for Josh Hader last year with the Padres. A 128 ERA, 110 WHIP. That comes one season after a 5.22 ERA and a 128 WHIP 
back in 2022. For whatever this is worth, over the past three years, the Padres actually had more save opportunities than the Houston Astros. 205 for the Padres, 191 for the Astros. The Astros are a really good team. The problem is sometimes they just blow everybody out and it kind of limits some of their save opportunities. But if we're talking about ratio strikeouts and, you know, 30 to 35 saves, obviously Josh Hader is in that mix. I agree. He's in that top tier. Why did I say that I hate this move for fantasy? What is so awful about it? Well, Scott, we lost ourselves another top tier closer. We were talking beforehand. I called Ryan Presley elite. Maybe he's not elite, but he is a very viable closer. He was ranked and being drafted as a top 12 closer in fantasy, and he's gone. He has next to no value unless you play in saves plus holds leagues, but in standard leagues, 5 by 5 roto with saves or head-to-head points leagues where you start two relief pitchers, Ryan Presley has nothing. I moved him outside of my top 350 players in fantasy because there's nothing there. So I would have much rather... Josh Hader gone to the Rangers or the Yankees or the Phillies where there aren't other great options. Some of those are okay. Or, you know, in the Phillies case, it's kind of up in the air right now. But I just hate the fact that we lost another top tier closer in Ryan Presley. Yeah, I I get that. You had to figure no matter where Hader signed, he would displace whoever was installed there. And, And we're at... I don't feel like, we, like we've talked about this enough yet. We're, we've arrived at a remarkably stable place as far as the closer scene goes. So many, almost every team, almost every team has a clear front runner for saves currently. And that front runner is on merit. It's, it's like he's actually good enough to be a closer. It's not like he was just forced into the role because the team had nobody else. You know, there are a handful of teams for whom that's not the case. The Athletics uh, immediately comes to mind. White Sox, Rockies, Royals. If for each of them, I could still name who's probably a front runner for saves. And and this is a much better situation at relief pitcher than we found ourselves in in recent years. I mean, at this time a year ago, I, I feel like there may have been only a dozen closer candidates who, uh, or saves candidates who we felt good about. And now there's twice that many. So yeah, losing Ryan Presley that that makes one fewer. But unless it's a keeper scenario or uh, or a, a scenario where you drafted way early for some crazy reason, it, we're not going to miss Presley that much just because there are so many other closers out there. I mean, you, you call Presley a top-tier closer. Okay, since I just said Devin Williams, Josh Hader, and Edwin Diaz are their own tier, let's, let's call Presley a second-tier closer. My tiers officially are up on the site right now, so be sure to check that out. That that second tier, that near elite tier that Presley was a part of, there are still eight pitchers in it, even without him, eight relievers in it. So it's, I I don't think we'll feel the loss of him that much. Uh, we had to lose somebody. We had to lose somebody. Even if Hader had gone to the Rangers, we'd lose Jose Leclerc. The Yankees, we'd lose Clay Holmes. The Phillies, you know, I think Jose Alvarado is a strong. Uh, closer candidate there. And I understand those guys aren't as established as Ryan Presley. Presley, they're a couple tiers lower than he was, but they are clear front runners for saves. There are, they are pitchers who are going to be drafted in all Roto leagues. Uh, so we were going to lose somebody no matter where Hater went. Presley was one of the better ones we could have lost, but we'll get over it. See, that's why we need you here, Scott, because you are uh, much more emotionally grounded than I am. You see, you, you 
You talked a little bit more sense into me. I feel a little bit better about it. You're I like, look, Clay Holmes and Adbert Alzali, they could be all right. There are still some other free agent relievers out there. I guess we could see what, what happens with those names. But let's take a quick break. When we return, we'll talk about the, the rest of the top free agent relievers and uh, what we think is going to happen with the rest of those bullpens, even though you mostly talked about it already, Scott. We'll do that right <laughs> after this. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property, it's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on Fantasy Baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. Welcome back in, Josh Hader to the Astros. Huge deal, five-year, $95 million deal. Scott, it sounded like you wanted to say something. I did. I wanted to jump in real quick before we moved on from the Astros okay. to, to address an issue where if, if you go online right now, you'll see a lot of chatter about, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter who's working the ninth inning. Those three relievers are so good. Well, of course it matters to us in fantasy. And I can confidently tell you right now, it's going to be Josh Hader. Who is saying that? Who is saying that? Well, I, I think just the fact that they are so good, that that um, that Brian Abreu is so good, that Ryan Presley was a fine closer, as you said, Frank, that they both throw right-handed while Josh Hader throws left-handed. I think they're... A, a bunch of analyst types are saying that. Not necessarily fan, fantasy analysts, but just baseball minds in general are kind of speculating the different ways the Astros can go with the back end of their bullpen. I don't think it's going to be an issue as far as we're concerned. I, I think it is possible because Hayter does throw left-handed that there may be times when he enters prior to the ninth inning and then maybe doesn't stay in all the way through the ninth inning, uh, which might allow Brian Abreu and, and Ryan Presley to to grab a few saves here and there, but I don't think it's going to be frequent enough that it should really impact the rankings in a meaningful way. I'm just saying, go ahead and put that worry out of your mind. It sounds like it didn't even cross your mind, Frank. No, it did not cross my mind one bit. I'm looking at the Astros bullpen now. The only other lefty they have in there is a gentleman named Bennett Sousa, and I don't know anything about him at all, so I guess we'll see how he performs. If you want to look at it from that perspective that... All right, he's really the only high-leverage lefty in the bullpen. 
all right, but I still think we're kind of grasping at straws here. And not us. When I say, you know, we, it's whatever, the collective baseball industry. I, I don't know. It seems like people are kind of reaching here. You, I don't think you give a reliever five years, $95 million, unless he's going to be your closer. Yeah. Worth mentioning, okay, they do have a new manager now in, in Joe Espada, but he's someone who has worked under great managers in the past, Dusty Baker, A.J. Hinch, and those guys typically always had just one main closer. So I would imagine that's going to be the move here as well. And, and like I was saying at the, before the break, the trend seems to be and it's a very abrupt shift, but the trend seems to be more toward the having a true closer again. I don't know if if managers got burned out trying to play the leverage game, uh, but yeah, things seem remarkably stable within the 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 closer ranks right now, and um, that's because managers have kind of last year, even 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 ones like Kevin Cash and and Rocco Baldelli who were pretty flaky. Uh, in in years prior, it seems like everyone altogether at once decided that our best reliever, yeah, we pretty much want to reserve him for the ninth inning still. Could be famous last words there, Scotty, but I hope you're right, and I hope that remains the case. It was in 2023. I hope that is the case for uh, closers and the relief pitcher market here in 2024. Speaking of the market, the other names that are available in free agency right now, Robert Stevenson, when he got shipped over to the Tampa Bay Rays last year, completely changed his pitch mix, started throwing a cutter, and was amazing. He had something like a 24% swinging strike rate with Tampa Bay last year. He remains a free agent. He's been linked to some teams. He's been thrown out there with the Yankees. If he went to the Yankees, I don't know if he would close, but obviously, he's a talented guy, and, and I think you know, we are going to be interested to find out where Robert Stevenson lands. Ultimately, Aroldis Chapman obviously has the name value, the history of being a closer, but, you know, kind of fizzled out with Texas. Is a team going to sign him to be the closer? Probably not. Hector Neris has been linked to both the Rangers and the Yankees. This is an interesting one, Scott, because he does have closing experience. He's coming off an amazing season with the Astros last year. I think there is a chance that if Neris went to either the Yankees or the Rangers, he could get a shot at closing there. There's a chance. I don't think he would sign with either of those teams to be the closers. I think his arrival would just muddy the waters where uh, where, where even though there appears to be a, cl- a clear front runner now, Clay Holmes for the Yankees, Jose Leclerc for the Rangers, they don't have a tight grip on that role. You know, they... They've had uh, they've had their struggles in the past. They've they've lost that role at times in the past. I mean, Jose Leclerc didn't really pick it up until the postseason, though. Obviously, a few years ago, we saw him closing for the Rangers. So I I, I do think it would muddy the waters if Hector Neris ended up there. But I don't I don't think there's any reliever, whether you're, whether it's Stevenson or Neris or Chapman, who is going to sign to be a closer, at least not like a sure, a, a surefire declared closer going into the season because presumably those guys are going to contenders. And I feel like the contenders all have a reliever who a, an incumbent closer, who's at least good enough to get the first crack at the role uh, heading into 2024. Like I said earlier, you know, the Royals with Will Smith, the White Sox with Gregory Santos, the Rockies with Justin Lawrence, even like the Angels and the Tigers with Carlos Estevez and Alex Lang, respectively. The A's with who knows. Who knows who the favorite to close is there. 
those teams could use a clear upgrade at closer. I mean, even the Padres have got Yuki Matsui penciled in as their closer right now, but they don't have an obvious front runner either. But but I'm not sure anyone out there would. Okay, so so most of those teams I listed are non-contenders, right? Which is why I don't think the big relievers are going to sign with them and, and step into the closer role. On the contending teams, maybe you could consider the Padres that. I don't know. That's about it. That's about it. And and like I said, between Robert Suarez and Yuki Matsui, uh, you could make a pretty good case that the Padres already have their guy. Yeah. Themselves. Yeah, and they, again, they made multiple moves this offseason, right? They signed Yuki Matsui. They also signed Wu Suk Go from the KBO, where he was one of the top closers in in Korea as well. So, like, they've already made their moves. I don't see the Padres doing anything else. Let's quickly run through some of those teams, Scott, and uh, just, I guess, give out our the favorite there. The Yankees, very clearly, it's Clay Holmes for now, right? Yeah, though he kept losing the job last year, so that's that's why you could... You could foresee a scenario where they bring in somebody who uh, messes things up a little bit. Yeah, and behind Clay Holmes right now, they have a returning Scott Efros from Tommy John surgery. Tommy Canley, who's pitched well, but not really anybody who has major closing experience in the past. The Cubs, it's Adbert Alzali. Can he stay on the field? That's been an issue for him, but looks like he has pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, Alzali seems like the favorite there, right? Yeah, I actually have him in the third tier, another big tier that includes names like Pete Fairbanks, Craig Kimbrell, Ryan Helsley, and Kenley Jansen. I have I have Adbert Alzali tiered with them. He he got more than 20 saves last year. We forget how long he was in the role, at least I do. Mm-hmm. For the Rangers, it's Jose LeClerc. They did sign Kirby Yates this offseason, who has closing experience in the past, looked all right with the Braves last year. My guess is it's Jose LeClerc to start, but... Maybe he yeah. doesn't have the longest leash. Probably not, but he looked good in the postseason. Obviously, he helped, yeah. helped the Rangers win a World Series. And then with the Phillies, you mentioned the name Jose Alvarado. He's had ridiculous stuff for a long time. I have no doubt that he could be a fine closer. Under Rob Thompson, the Phillies have kind of done like a closer by committee. You know, Craig Kimbrell, I guess, was mostly the guy last year. But with Alvarado being a lefty, it wouldn't surprise me if... Uh, Someone like Jeff Hoffman, who is coming off a fine season himself, like a really, really strong season for Jeff Hoffman, or Orion Kirkering, who was a closer in the minors and uh, you know has this ridiculous sweeper. Maybe those guys could mix into uh, that closer mix as well. Yeah, I'm a little uneasy about just anointing Jose Alvarado the closer for fantasy purposes. He is, I think, clearly the Phillies' best reliever, but he's been different teams best relievers over the years and has never gotten a chance to be the the solitary closer just to to give you a number just just to put some numbers on on the description there for Jose Alvarado 174 ERA and 13.9 K per 9 last year I mean that's 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 Josh Hader like yeah so uh, even though he throws lefty Alvarado could be a dominant closer if they let him and I think why there's some reason for hope here is because they do have another late inning left-handed option. The Phillies do in, in Gregory Soto, who of course has some closing experience himself. So I'm penciling in Jose Alvarado as the Phillies closer. I would draft him ahead of both Clay Holmes and Jose Leclerc who do have more assurances in the role, but I, I don't, trust them as much to hold on to the role as I would Alvarado if he were to get that chance for the Phillies. 
All right. Once again, Josh Hader to the Houston Astros on a five-year, $95 million deal. The second largest, largest contract ever for a relief pitcher. Ryan Presley no longer has the job. I was distraught. Scott, not as much, but he did talk some sense into me. Uh, that's the <laughs> latest here on The Closer Market. We're going to wrap there. For Scott, I am Frank. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to Fantasy Baseball today. Please make sure to follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. And we'll be back again next week. Bye-bye.